Hello and welcome to another episode of Ear Talk, your B-Shar podcast. Today we are joined by Neil Pottinger, European Director of Marketing at Starkey Hearing. We learn a little bit more about Neil and he takes us through the journey that Starkey have been on over the last 12 months and how they managed to navigate the hurdles created by the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, let's go into the conversation. Hello, Neil. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi there. (laughs) How are you? It's lovely to have you on the podcast today. It's a pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. And before we start, I just want to say a big congratulations um, on your new (laughs) position as um, European Director of Marketing at Starkey. Um, You got this position, I think it was in April. Um, So congratulations. Thank you. I am three weeks into the role, so uh, it's extremely fresh. And uh, interestingly, it's, it, it wasn't a role that existed before. So this is a, a direction of travel for Starkey in the way that we're uh, developing the coordination uh, between our regions. So, uh, yes, it's very exciting. And, and uh, thank you for noting it. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> so um, I'd like you to start off, if you can, um, by telling us a bit about yourself, basically, and how you transitioned or came into the world of hearing care in general. I, I'm aware that you've been okay. with Starkey for quite some time, um, but if you could just tell us from your your point of view how you uh, entered this world. Yes, yeah, Starkey, I think it's, it's, it's pretty unique and it, 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 sometimes it might be, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but there are some, there's some long servers here at Starkey. Um, uh, one of my colleagues, Paul Lamb, has, has gone past his 30-year um, uh, okay. period with the company, but I've been with Starkey for 16 years, since 2005. I originally uh, started in the industry uh, helping to uh, fulfill contracts uh, during the modernization period in the NHS uh, uh, providing uh, equipment for uh, actually one of our competitors uh, into the modernization process. Um, and uh, I, rather naively, I think at the time, you know, I didn't realize or I didn't think uh, about what would happen once that process came to an end and the modernization uh, of hearing services came to, came to an end. And, and of course, as that came to an end, my, my position also came to an end rather shockingly. <laughs> But of course, Starkey, uh, being a, uh, a Northwest-based company uh, up here uh, just outside of Stockport, it was a natural and easy fit for me to come and knock on the door. Uh, and my, my timing was, was absolutely spot on. There was a position available uh, and I, I joined as head of uh, sales and marketing at the time. Broadly speaking, I've, I've maintained that role throughout, but have gravitated more onto the marketing side. And in, indeed, that's where my uh, qualifications lie primarily, um, but uh, that's the, yeah, that's the that's the potted history of I, of, of of how I came to uh, to join Starkey, and it's a cracking company to to be a part of. Very very good family atmosphere. As you walk in the door, you you kind of get that sense of yep, you're welcome. In you come. Let's see how we can help you to have a good day. Uh, and uh, it's it's certainly an atmosphere I think that is maybe reflect, reflected. Uh, as to as to why people do continue to work here and and yeah we've got we've got some very long-standing members of staff it's a good team yeah I know you've got amazing people um especially Russell Russell is one of my favorite people at Starkey um, it always, always comes when I get a chance There's I try a to say or a, yeah or a Delia <laughs> a Russell and, and exactly right these these are people that uh that, that we clearly 
you know they could they can never leave they're they're just too quintessential to the business <laughs> well, i hope he doesn't anyway um right so, <laughs> um yeah so what an incredible year um we've been through yeah and i can only imagine what it's been like at starkey so can you tell me because i want to kind of go through this in a little bit of detail um but let's start off with you obviously must have had a plan at Starkey for 2020. Um, yes. Can you tell us a bit about sort of what the plan was or how whatever plan you had might have been disrupted uh, by the pandemic? You're, you're exactly right. I think I think everybody would have had a plan that, that they saw go out the window. Um, uh, we, we started the year very strongly. We'd had a, a good end of the year in 2019, uh, a very good final quarter. We started with a huge amount of momentum uh, in the uh, in the first uh, couple of weeks of, of uh, 2020, uh, and then boom, it, it of course came to a, an immediate and, and shuddering stop. Um, I, I think that from our point of view, we were to a certain extent. Well, I, I, the lucky. I don't. I, I don't think we're we're different from from other manufacturers in the industry, maybe. But we were in very close contact with our colleagues around Europe. And uh, we were listening and seeing what was happening um, in Italy, which, if you remember, was hit very hard uh, in the early mm -hmm. days. Um, and so we weren't taking decisions in isolation. We weren't just sort of putting our finger in the air, um, essentially pushing a we, we were able to push a, a periscope up through the clutter of information and to be able to see, right, OK, there's there's the direction of travel. That's what we've got to do. And as we started to. Uh, clearly, everybody went home. Um, we uh, did not at any stage uh, close the operations side of the of the factory here uh, that that maintained open. And I, and I, I think there's a little there's a little added story in there, actually, as well, in terms of how important our international markets have been to um, our recovery uh, here in the UK. Um, and uh, yeah, in many ways, there's a little bit of a Brexit story in there as well, because we we bucked the trend. Uh, it was our it was our uh, export markets because uh, COVID was hitting people at different times, in different ways, with different levels of severity, and we were able to keep our doors open here at Starkey to make sure that we continued to service our overseas market and to indeed play a part in manufacturing for our global provision of hearing instruments as different facilities came up against uh, 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 challenges uh, which which would rear up and then die down again, w we were able to pick up the slack. Um, so yes, Elizabeth, in the first case, our, our plan plans went out the window and, and we very quickly um, uh, uh, got together, got a key team together uh, to come up with what we thought would be our appropriate uh, response to the situation. Um, and and I, I believe that we, we, we did pretty well. I think we, I think we got it right. I'm not going to move on to what is perhaps your next question, which might be, yes. what did you do? I'll take a pause if you've, if you've got any take feedback. Take a pause for me. Okay. Yeah. So absolutely, that is my next question. So what exactly did you do? So it sounds like you got a COVID team together, I'm guessing some team players in, in, in the company. And, and yes. what was the decision, basically? Well, in really simple terms, we realized immediately that, that it was not about selling. There was, there was nothing we could do uh, to sell. Um, Starkey, of course, um, are, you know, not unique, but 
we do we do focus our attention you know on the independent sector um and and clearly the large national companies uh, would have been uh, taking their own decision and uh, uh, making their own um uh, moves as far as what to do with their um outlet um but the independent sector of course didn't have that backup where where were they getting their advice where were they getting their help and clearly of course, I've got to uh, mention Bishar uh, as, as, as a part of that process, but the joint guidance that was being worked on, um, we were fortunate to uh, have uh, a representation here at Starkey as well, uh, who, who helped to develop that joint guidance. Um, but we focused very quickly on what do our customers need? How, do they, how are they coping with this anxiety? You know, what can we do to help reassure them? And uh, we essentially looked at a, a number of, or focused on a number of, if you like, buckets of activity. Uh, one was, of course, professional services. So, what is the guidance? How do we get the how do we how do we get the market moving again? What messages are we putting out to our customers? Um, uh, of course, the uh, the business uh, side of things was extremely important as well. Being able to help people to work their way through the um, uh, a vast amount of information and the challenges associated with furloughing uh, staff, uh, what the best decisions were uh, with grants and loans that were available and how people might be best advised to look after that. Um, and then also uh, marketing, but not marketing to sell, marketing to, to message. What can we be doing to communicate to our customers? Because there's, of course, us as, 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 a, as an industry, if you like, we have our customers, the uh, professionals, the independent uh, hearing dispensers, the, the practitioners, but also their staff as well, the front of office staff, HCAs, etc. But then there's also the consumer at the back of that. So we were working quite methodically through this process to say, right, what, what's the best advice there? What's the information from professional services? What's the best information for marketing? What are the actions we should be doing now? And we were right out the blocks boom, we were running uh, webinars um, uh, very regularly uh, for our uh, uh, network partners uh, and also for the broader industry, uh, whilst we helped people to be reassured a lot of the time that they were doing the right thing, uh, but to be there as a, as a conduit for advice uh, and a source for advice, uh, because we did have some uh, experts in the organization who were able to um, uh, source uh, the right information to be able to present that uh, effectively and efficiently to our customers and and that was that that's how it went for a, for a couple of months whilst we whilst we watched and realized the the, the shocking severity of the of the mm. pandemic that we that we landed in oh, absolutely um before i move on to what i was going to ask you next i know that you had a launch plan for that period didn't you just after the pandemic um, you were launching Livio yes. um, at that yes. point, weren't you? Um, yes. I mean, obviously, you must have had major plans for the launch, as you generally do with your with your launches. Um, yes. I mean, how quickly? How, I mean, I just want to know about the process of how you managed to turn things around, and you had a very, I mean, I think it was well attended virtual launch. Um, yep. How did you find that? And, so these uh, things don't they don't come easily. You don't you don't just mm -hmm. suddenly go from doing things one way to doing things another way. And and I'm not saying we got it right all the time. We had you know we we learned our way. Whether you were using, what's the difference in the benefits of using Zoom or WebEx, WebEx or Teams? You know what's the platform we should be using here? Um, uh, so so these things came as a result of us just getting out there and doing it for our for our 
if you like, the smaller marketplace, smaller scales webinars. I'm really pleased that you mentioned the uh, the, the custom Livio launch because I think we nailed it, and and it wasn't a fluke. Of course, we did have plans that were out there, and I have to again uh, 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 speak highly of the um, uh, uh, partners that we've got in the hospitality industry. Uh, we will be able to roll over uh, the um, uh, bookings and commitments that we had uh, um, for the spring summer of 2020 uh, into um, uh, some events that we're going to be running later this year. So the hospitality industry has responded, uh, you know, in an extreme situation for them very well to our needs and have been very flexible. So we, we're grateful to our partners there. But as far as the actual launch is concerned, yeah, we sat back and we watched, no, sorry, not sat back at all. We were watching, <laughs> we were, we were timing, we were talking, right? When's the right time to do this? And as we started to see, I wouldn't even call them green shoots, but as we were starting to see a bit of a timeline develop in terms of when we thought that the professional guidance would be strong enough for people to be confident, to be reopening their stores, for consumers to start to be reaching out again, we thought, okay, well, if that's going to happen June, July, for example, let's launch this. Let's do this in May. Let's get it out there. And uh, because it was a time when, you know, with respect, people weren't necessarily spending a lot of time working. There was a, there was yeah. a lot of downtime. So we were able to uh, gain a, a huge amount of attention and we smashed it. We, we had nearly 300 people uh, that, mm -hmm. uh, that attended the, the launch. It was, it was absolutely great. And the feedback was superb. But it was also some breakthrough technology. And and in that respect, of course, and I know you're well aware um, uh, with with your own business, of course, but with with the simple relationship between wearing a hearing instrument and wearing masks mm. to be able to offer the market a custom rechargeable product um, uh, uh, based on what was already extremely successful technology on the Livio platform that that was just great and and yeah. we as a consequence as the as the the recovery came uh, at the end of last year uh, for uh, 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 late august leading into september october november december and then boom we got hit again but we saw a huge uh, shift uh, in the popularity of uh, custom solutions um, uh, compared to where we'd been pre-pandemic uh, so mm -hmm. yes the, the 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 launch was thrown into absolute mayhem but it was it was not a fluke that we did what we did. There was a lot of thought that went behind it by the by the team here at Starkey, uh, a lot of head scratching and should we, shouldn't we? And yes, we we I believe made a good decision. Was well attended, um, and the the product com continues to to do extremely well. Absolutely, I agree. I think that was very well timed. Um, whether planned or not, it was very well well timed. Um, yeah. The other thing. Um, so now, so. Obviously, now we're in a new um, world, in a sense, or we've been in a very different world for a little while. Um, what would you say? Do you say? Do you believe that you have any now new ways of working? Um, in terms of, is there anything that you've changed in the way that you work that you feel you will not be going uh, turning away from, and has now become a new normal for you at Starkey? Um, I will it's be a, asking the opposite, but we'll start off with things that you will not be changing, and you feel will probably be a new normal for you no I, I i would not say that the last year represents a new normal i i think it it, it represents 
a couple of other things. But look, in really simple terms, what, what we've seen is that we can be exceptionally efficient um, and successful and individuals can uh, do a great job, be incredibly productive working from home. And, and what we've, of course, recognized from that is that you can look at how you create a balance, this good old work-life balance, where people can still do a great job, but not have to spend an hour, two hours in the car every day getting back and from work. So mm. we, we absolutely recognize that, that can, and, and indeed the reps as well, the, 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 the guys on the, on, on the road, that, yeah. you know, they, they can speak to, let me pick a number, say 30 customers a day. Um, whereas if they're, if they're driving, they might be able to see three, maybe four, and make a couple of phone calls when they're stopping for a sandwich or, or responding and uh, responding to, a, to, to an email or, or something like that. So the efficiency, absolutely, we can see how we can, we can, we can get through it. But, but here's, here's the rub at the end of it. Human beings are a, a little bit tribal and, and we like that. We like those connections. We like to be as part of a team. Uh, we like to be people. We identify uh, uh, people who've got different skills that we bring into our group to say, well, you know, great, you can look after that. You know, in our case, it might be training and you can look after marketing over there. We bring together these skills, don't we, in order to create this tribe, this family that then delivers our service, our outcome, whatever. And 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 and, and therein lies the, 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 the part where I would, suggest that there's there's kind of no new normal i i think the office remains uh, a hub mm. of activity it, it remains a center for ideas i'm back in the office today for probably only the the fifth time this year i think um we're starting to come back in in bubbles so that we're doing a sort of a couple of days a week you know one bubble a couple of days a week another double bubble another couple of days a week so that there's only ever at best 50% of people in the sort of administrative sales, marketing, training technology areas uh, here at our facility. Mm -hmm. So we're managing it. We're terribly conscious uh, of uh, the risks of the, uh, of the pandemic. Um, and so there's, there's appropriate uh, protections uh, in place mm -hmm. at the office, uh, which, is, which is great. Everybody's adhering to it. But it is straight away another ideas venue. And just today, working with a couple of colleagues here today, you know, these the, the, the decisions that we're making, they don't they just don't come up in the same way when you are on a, 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 a Teams call or a Zoom call, uh, uh, sitting cool. at home, yeah. whatever else it is. So, yes, we've learned that you can be flexible. And yes, we've learned that that flexibility can also uh, generate a, a huge amount of uh, efficiencies. Um, but at the same time, we actually want the normal to be the office, the hub of activity, the hub of ideas, um, and the and the if you like the, the 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 not not abnormal, but the you know the the slightly out of the ordinary is the working from home. Built into that as well, of course, we are super proud of our facility here um, uh, at Stockport. I actually sit on a uh, uh, the Stockport Economic uh, Council forum, and and in a presentation yesterday. You know, the, the changes, the plans, there's a huge amount of regeneration going into this area. And, and don't get me wrong, it needed it. But there's a, there's a great gateway being built coming into this place, the train station, the surrounding area. The, 
the facility that we've got here, which has which has stayed as a hub of activity, supporting our, our European markets and indeed broader uh, markets during the pandemic, we are super proud of it. And we cannot wait to start to be able to invite customers back here again uh, for you know opportunities to learn, opportunities to chat, opportunities to entertain, opportunities to build those relationships we know are absolutely crucial uh, to our business model. Uh, building those uh, those friendships and those those long lasting relationships, so I think that the the new normal is not established. I think we will be we will be drifting back to a hybrid version, if you like, uh, but with the the office being the centre of uh, of attention and the centre of activity. Absolutely, you probably have already answered this in a number of ways, actually, which was the question of obviously what are the things that you had to change that you will you know, your, you plan to revert to. Um, in, I fully understand now that obviously the office is quite important and you're, you know, looking to get everyone, most people back into the office because there is the benefit of that interaction. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you have changed um, that you would, other than um, sort of coming together in the office, um, in terms of how you work in general, that you think that you might be uh, reverting? Because you said you're coming into a hybrid um, model at the moment so that might mean all that to me that sounds like there are some things that have changed and some things that will not be obviously a few things that hopefully will not change um, so what are the things that you think um, if any is there anything that um, what things are you going definitely going to be reverting to um, reverting to on a on a on a practical level I think the the, the the sales team who are who they're they're our call face. They are representing our company out there day in day out, as indeed yeah. are our customer services team uh, on the telephones. You know, there's a there's a there's a mix there. They have they have realised what they can achieve uh, by being available twenty four seven almost um, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to to take phone calls, answer uh, queries, to help people placing orders, which is always very nice, of course. And 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 so they recognise that having five days on the road, actually, is not conductive to mm-hmm. the, the to, to, to 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 being able to do the best job they can. That right. that they're, they're developing a you know their own and they've they've got the flexibility to do this already. It's we've we've been doing this for for a good number of weeks now to be able to yes make appointments but to group them together but then specifically to have days where you know you are working on emails and telephones and teams etc so so from those guys that's the case i think from a personnel point of view it's reminded us and i'll I'll hold up my hand to this um uh, it's reminded us to trust people which Hmm. you know you you, you, so often you sort of think somebody's working from home you know and it's it's like no they're fishing they're they're playing golf it's just (laughs) and it and that's that's not that's not the DNA of most people, whoever they are, most people wake up in the morning because they want to do a good job. They want to have purpose. They want to be able to uh, have a successful day and to end the day thinking, yeah, that's what I did. That's what I built. That's mm-hmm. what I, there's my task list. I've, I've, I've completed it. And you get a good feeling, you know, get a little, you know, hit of endorphins, whatever it is, but you know, you you get the feel good factor at the end of the day. So it's reminded mm-hmm. us to trust people again um, and, yeah. and, and not just to think, you know, so-and-so is just having a slack day working at home so they can pick up the kids early or they've got a hair appointment or something like that. You know, the results and, and the productivity that you, you still had with people working from home is, was evident um, that, that people are working when they're at home. 
yeah, don't don't get me wrong. We've still got we've still got measures. We've still got you know we're still looking at return on investment. We're still looking at activity levels. We're still because all of these things create a benchmark. And if you've got a good understanding over what you need, to, we've got objectives as as a company, as an organisation, as a global company. Um, we've got our part to play uh, in in uh, earning the revenues that allow us to keep delivering the technology, helping to keep people uh, um, uh, being able to access our technology to be able to hear better and live better. So yeah, there there are always there's there's without a doubt process uh, that's incorporated in this, um, but the but the the feeling I think this is I think where Starkey uh, stands out and why people enjoy working here um, is because it is, you know, it's an open dialogue and and I think people have become more trusting. But yeah, we 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 don't distance ourselves uh, from the uh, from the need to get it right as well and to be accountable. Mm. That's awesome. Now, um, so I recall a bit of an issue that um, quite a number of um, audiologists and dispensers were 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 uh, had with um, with Starkey at the beginning of the pandemic, which was your phone lines. And I think yeah. it used to be very difficult for people to get a hold of someone on the phone. Yeah. Um, how did you manage to uh, get over this? So, firstly, we we were. I think we were we were pretty well prepared. You know, none of us had really used Teams. Well, we did use Teams a little bit, but not in the way that we use it now. And our phone system, of course, was essentially internal and capability of being able to uh, relocate people to home and to still have a phone system that allowed us to uh, uh, take the volume of calls that we take, to be recording the information as we do, to be able to be um, uh, capturing the data that we that we need to capture. Um, we, we, we found it in, well, we were, we were well-placed with good tech to be able to, um, uh, uh, relocate to home and, and still deliver. However, yes, there were speed bumps without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some of those speed bumps, uh, took a while for us to understand how they were happening and, and really simple terms, Elizabeth, we don't always phone ourselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we would we we could the statistics we were we were gathering, we could see that the waiting time on a call might be on average as low as nine seconds, something like that. Uh, we could tell how many people were dialing off. We could see that. But what we weren't seeing were some people who were getting lost in the system and were on hold for 20 minutes. And there was a there was a flaw uh, in the process. And that those people were were, were were simply not visible to us. Those difficult um, uh, moments where, yeah, the calls were coming in. There was a flaw in the setup, flaw in the system, and and people were unwitting, unknowingly to us, uh, being kept on hold. And they could hear the the you know the merry message uh, being and the, the cheery music being blared out, um, and and the, the the people on the telephone just were were unaware that these people were kind of lost in the system. Mm-hmm. It was a technical issue, and once we uh, established that the problem was there, then then we were able to resolve this. And I'd, I, you know, I'd credit a couple of people: Mike Hughes, Craig Derbyshire, um, uh, Jason Moss. Uh, but again, we had we had good people that were able to identify it and fix it and and get it right. So yes, there was a problem, um, but crikey, <laughs> under the circumstances, you know, it was uh, it, we were lucky to have a relatively small number of problems uh, and mm-hmm. and be able to yeah we 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 got through it as soon as we knew it was there we got through it. one of the things that came out of it just as a little side anecdote actually 
was that um, of course you know we rarely listen to our own answering machine message and and you know one of us is a part of the sort of right where's this problem happening and we're testing the system we're phoning in to see how do we get how do we get you know how are people getting lost in the system and one of the things that, that somebody actually put a stopwatch to it is that when you dialed in and you got the initial uh, 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 message that was that was coming through the hold message and the instructions it, it was something like 40 seconds before the word starkey was mentioned so mm-hmm. as a marketer i'm like oh hang on a minute that's that's no, not exactly that. right we kind of need to get that <laughs> earlier on in the process and so so yeah a couple of little things like that you force a bit of navel navel gazing you can think oh hang on a minute yeah we've we've got that wrong and we've been doing that for years and years we don't we don't actually yeah. tell people when the phone is answered who we are for goodness sake so yeah there was, there was a, a couple of amusing things that came out of it as well Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, now you've actually, that's even, that's, that's one of the things I guess you've learned as a company from it. Cause my next question was going to be, what do you feel that you've learned as a company or even as an individual, basically from what we've been through over the last 12 months? Um, and, um, you've already noted a few, quite a few things. Um, is there anything else that you can think of that you think has really stood out and in general, like I said, personally, uh, for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm the same as the the majority of the rest of the country, and and I I, I think that I, I, look, I'm very lucky in in my you know where I live. I I I live in a little town called Congleton. You know, we're, we're on the edge of great countryside. You know, during the, the the lockdown periods, you know, we've got easy access to supermarkets and local groceries and and wine stores. Let's let's not forget that. Uh, but but also. You know, I was able to get out with my with my dog, with my family. You know, we we were able to not go completely stir crazy. I mm. I, I realized, you know, completely, and I recognize how 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 blessed we are, and how many people did not have that luxury. Um, mm. And uh, whether it was an apartment or just a different environment, where the lockdown had so much more of a severe impact on them. Um, and of course, from our marketplace, from our demographic, of course, you know, a great many people would have been shielding. Um, and very limited in their contact, and therein, you know, comes with my uh, um, uh, professional um, uh, recognition as well here, of of how vitally important hearing is, um, mm-hmm. and it's a real reminder where your primary source of contact is either through a Zoom call on a computer yeah. or a telephone, uh, smartphone or, or whatever. Y- you know, if if you've got somebody who is lonely, who's a little bit isolated. And then can't hear you very well as well. You mm-hmm. you are you you certainly have a world of problems there yeah. uh, for those individuals. Mm-hmm. And the the ethos here at Starkey is, is as you know because you know we're we're conscious of it. We try and live the brand a little bit, uh, but uh, you know we want people to to hear better, live better. And and mm-hmm. if if in in simple terms that just means being able to talk to your family when you can't see them, um, then. Clearly, it's a reminder as to as as to as to how good an industry we're in. You know mm-hmm. what we do is a it's a it's a great business that we all work in. The outcomes are wholly positive, um, mm-hmm. and the implication for good hearing is it, it is diverse. It's not just about being able to hear well. The hear better, live mm-hmm. better um, uh, uh, adage that we have it, it's completely right. It, it it's got a bearing on so many different areas. Of your of your life, of your social life, of your physical life, your mental health, it, it's crucial. And so, c- clearly, the pandemic has has given us the opportunity to 
to to retest and to remember the importance mm. of that and it's hopefully you know maybe the stigma has been broken a little bit a little mm. bit more mm. broken down mm. a few barriers we hope mm. um and uh, it, you know it's certainly from our point of view with our technology you know given us a chance to um to change the way that we talk about the technology mm. a little bit as well so as a marketer mm. it just means that we can we can shift the message onto areas that are different from just amplification we can yeah. we can talk about loneliness and isolation but of course with starkey's product range we can also talk about the the overall health and well-being uh, that's incorporated in the technology mm. as well um great so we've been talking for quite some time already and you know <laughs> the time flies when you're enjoying what you're discussing <laughs> and you know and it's been brilliant so far i think um i want to close on yeah. um you know asking if you have a message basically if it's it could be a message from starkey it could be a message from you because we're on a platform where you'll have other audiologists listening and if there is a message that you have um for audiologists out there um as i said be it from starkey or, or a personal message um i'd like you to share it clearly i would not want to to say anything contentious at this stage this you know this is a, a, a an extremely polite forum to be to be able to be talking to you on and 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 so i i'm, I'm not in any way wanting to sort of create a a, a big debate here but I think the, one of the points that I would make here is the, is the importance of human interaction. And we've, of course, seen the downside. We've seen how much people miss it. But here at Starkey, you know, we still firmly, absolutely firmly believe that the, the hearing professional, the, the people that I'm mostly speaking to now, as you, as you, of course, promote this podcast, you know, we see you as being absolutely critical to the process of providing better hearing. And yes, we've seen a, 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 an improvement uh, in the ability to remote program. Um, and it is definitely a conversation point. And indeed, it can be a, a marketing message to give reassurance to a clientele. But time and time again, I speak to dispensers who will tell you about the amount of time that they spend with customers, the amount of time they spend getting it right. And those consumers, those people who are benefiting from the services that we offer, they, they deserve that professional at the center of the process. Yes, mm -hmm. we will continue to deliver innovative technology and, and all manufacturers have got, have got good technology. We can frame it in slightly different ways. We can talk about it in different ways. But the way you win is by developing those relationships with us, mm -hmm. with our uh, professional customers, having good relationships, making sure we, we meet and exceed expectations uh, and support people with all of our services, but just basically by being good friends to the industry. But then the professional, again, having that face-to-face -face contact, um, obviously under appropriate circumstances with the, uh, with the current situation, that, that is still critical to what we do and what we deliver. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that is right at the center of, of how Starkey uh, see is the, is the best and most efficient route to market uh, for the technology that we've got. Um, yes, it's been a super challenging year. Um, and yes, people want to catch up and do more business. But, you know, I, I still think that, that what we've been doing traditionally uh, up until now is, 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 is for the time being without a doubt, the, the, the way that we should be doing business now. 
That is just an excellent message, uh, Neil. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for your time today. Uh, thank you for the nuggets of wisdom that you've dropped here. <laughs> and uh, No, it's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you very much. And I really appreciate you being on the call. And hopefully we'll speak with you some other time. We will hopefully see you very soon. Elizabeth, thank you for uh, everything that you do. Uh, but I'm very pleased to be able to talk to you today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So that concludes today's episode. I look forward to you joining me, Elizabeth Adeshva, on the next episode of Ear Talk.